Praise God, everybody. How y'all doing? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I am so honored to be able to share with Newcom. As you're turning your Bibles to Mark chapter 6. Yes, uh, Pastor Swanson is correct. I do like to ride bikes. And I'm not sure about the the jogging thing because I've seen him jog and I know he can go. Mark chapter 6. I have the New King James Version and I want to start at verse 53. Mark 6, 53. Got it? Say amen. amen. It reads as thus. When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret and anchored there. And when they came out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him, ran through that whole surrounding region, and began to carry about on beds those who were sick to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he entered into villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched him were made well. For a few moments, we want to talk about this city needs healing. Let us pray. Father God, we come right now, Lord, as your simple servants, to deliver a message directly from you. So, Lord, we pray right now that you would breathe upon it, Lord, just as you've done for 13 years. You've taken feeble people and feeble minds, people who are not well able, Father God, but yet you have still infused a sense of direction and purpose in their lives. Lord, you have allowed us to stand flat-footed to preach your gospel week after week after week. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the ears that have heard, Father God. We thank you for the minds that are comprehended. And, Lord, we thank you for the hands and feet who have gotten up and done the work that you have told us to do. So, Lord, I pray right now for this very fine congregation, Lord, and this awesome pastor, that you would bless them, Father God, and bless everyone indeed who took time, Father God, to come out for worship today. Now, Lord, bless us because this city needs healing. Amen. It's obvious, and, and, and week after week after week, it, it, it doesn't, it, it seems like it could get old, but yet it doesn't. There's always something happening in our city. There's always news that hits us to the point where we say, Is it, isn't this enough? That's, you know, like you want to just cry and say, no mas, I, I can't take it anymore. No matter where you live, no matter where uh, uh, you play, no matter where you worship, at some form or another, the news or the tragic things that happen in this community, it comes and affects us directly. So I, I don't have to recount the different things. I don't have to go over to the news. And, 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 and I mean, many of us have gotten to the point where we even have to watch the news in spurts. 
you never, you know, it never used to be that way where you had to take a day off from the news because just for your own sanctity, you know, I, I need to make sure that I'm well. People forget now when I ride bikes, sometimes I'm getting away from stuff. I need to be reminded that this world is much bigger than what's going on. And so here it is. We know that this city needs healing because there's so much crime. There's so much corruption. There are so many things happening that affects people on a regular basis. This city needs healing. And, and, and I think what happens is I, I, I feel so bad because I know on a regular basis that there are people who are really working hard to bring healing to this land. Do you realize there are people who attend vigils all the time? There are people who go to workshops all the time. There are people who are talking to people with guns right now, trying to talk them out of not using that gun. And they do that on a regular basis. Yeah, they, they don't sit back and, and just post it on their social media. They are out there talking to the very people who are doing the murders. There are people who are consoling the ones who have gotten loved ones murdered, who have entered into their grief on a regular basis. This city needs healing. And so I'm always sensitive to those who are doing the work. Because even as our friend, Pastor Harris, continues to remind us that we all are traumatized. Whether it's your family or not, the trauma still affects us because it's our community, it's our society, and it's our city. And I often wonder, God, what would it take to bring healing to this city? I'm glad you asked. Mark chapter 6 brings us in an interesting part here because Jesus, being Jesus, has already performed miracle after miracle. And so sometimes when things look hard, let me remind somebody, what's impossible with man is possible with God. And so I have this hope that it, that one day somebody's going to stop shooting. I have this day, this hope that one day nobody's going to get killed. I have a hope that somebody right now that's going to put them uh, guns down and pick up a book. That's the kind of crazy hope I have because of Jesus. And so Jesus has first fed the 5,000. And I'm so key on, on the things he said because when he gathered his disciples and they tried to send them away, Jesus gave something that has been very chilling, but also has been a blessing to our ministry. And I've taken hold of it. He told his disciples, you give them something to eat. That means that the power to feed is within us. That means the power to do. The miracle was initiated because Jesus told us to do what to feed them. And so I wonder sometimes, does the church sit back in a real passive faction and have decided that maybe Jesus needs to do this and Jesus is telling us, I've already told you what to do. So he feeds the 5,000 and even though they came up with various excuses, he fed them and they were leftovers. <laughs> Can I get an amen on leftovers? I, somebody was on the grill yesterday, amen, and, and you're probably waiting on them leftovers right now. If you say amen, I'll help you get to them quicker. Somebody needs to understand that Jesus did something so miraculous. He fed those folks, and he still had enough leftovers. He told his disciples to go to the other side. He, he ships them in a boat, and he said, go to the other side. Jesus sends them away, and he went up in the mountains to pray. 
As they were going to the other side, they came across a storm and the winds were blowing. And I want somebody here to understand when God sends you somewhere, it's okay. Even if it is a storm, just know who gave you the directions to go there. I want to encourage the family that's going back to Ohio. It's okay. God sent you there. The sister that's going to D.C., the pastor, I want you to know it's okay because God sent you there. Somebody here is finding themselves in a storm and you're wondering why. But the thing is, I want you to go back and get the original instructions. And if God told you to go there, it's okay. So while they're in the storm and he's away, and I love the way the Bible puts it out. While they're on the sea, he's in the land. But yet the Bible says he saw them rowing. I want somebody to know that Jesus sees you struggling. He sees what you're trying to do. And what you got to do is not give up. You better keep on rowing. Tell somebody next to you, you got to keep on rowing. Yell, yell across the other side of the church and tell somebody to keep on rowing. Don't give up. He sees you. So Jesus comes out to them and he calms the sea. And gets in the boat with them. One day, things are going to calm down. You just got to make sure that Jesus is in your boat. And so we find out, after all that, they have finally crossed over. And they came to the land of Genesaret. And they anchored there. That is so key because sometimes... We're so busy moving that we don't set an anchor. Newcom, Glorious Light Church, uh, Bronzeville is our anchor. You know, this, this, this is where we decided or God decided to plant us and say, you need to be anchored because there are some people who have not seen a boat here. There are some people who have not seen work here. You need to be anchored so that when you show up, you can point to where your anchor is and say, I'm part of this community of Bronzeville. So they were anchored. And when they came out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him. So the first thing I want us to understand, if the city is going to be healed, people have to recognize Jesus. But keep in mind, they did not recognize him until he got out of the boat. Maybe people have not recognized Jesus because you're still in your boats. You, they haven't recognized Jesus because you're too busy Netflixing and chilling. They haven't recognized Jesus because you're too busy playing golf. They haven't recognized Jesus because this is your shopping day. They haven't recognized Jesus because you're too busy taking vacations. Maybe they haven't recognized Jesus because you're on your bike too much. But they need to have to make sure that they see Jesus. And as soon as they came out of the boat, they recognized him. I pray for every family, and I know that the COVID uh, pandemic has been uh, awful for a lot of people, so I don't make light of this, but I also take advantage of this opportunity to be out of the boat. 
I, I take advantage to know that we were not in some four walls. And so as, as frustrating as it may be, I thank God that we have not gone back inside yet. I thank God that maybe this is a time for us to be the church outside of the four walls. Maybe this is a time where people can set up sound systems and get in a parking lot and let the world know that the church is here. Maybe, maybe it's time for us to get out of the boat so that they will recognize Jesus. And people will not recognize Jesus until you take some time to attend some community meetings. You know, when they talk about violence and the church is not there, when they talk about schools and the church is not there, when they talk about building new stuff and the church is not there, when they talk about health care and the church is not there, maybe, maybe you are the one that needs to get out of your boat so that somebody can see Jesus. They need to see the God in you. And every time you show up, you give somebody a glimpse of what Jesus looks like. You give somebody some hope because if the church is involved, then they will get the understanding that if this person is connected to Christ, if this person is connected to God, then there's hope for what we're going through. There's going to be some opportunity for what we've got to come out of when they see you get out of the boat. So the people recognized him. And I wonder sometimes, uh, is it really, are we having a recognition problem? I got this thing called an iPhone. I can't, I can't hold it up right now because it's the camera. But, but when you go in and, and they have something called Apple Pay, and, and you have to go and, uh, and you, you just kind of tap your phone. Y'all know how it works, right? But for those that don't know, you, you kind of tap your phone and you get it close to the reader. And then normally, it would have facial recognition to make sure that before I release these funds, they want to make sure that the owner of the phone is actually the one holding the phone. But because we've been masked up, it doesn't work. And, and, it, and it may spin around for a minute, then eventually it'll say, pay with passcode. Because I don't recognize you. And so I wonder sometimes, is God not releasing some stuff because we're asking for things, but he don't recognize us because we're all masked up. He, he needs to see us, you know. And, so, and maybe when we take off the mask and we get out and start doing some work, he'll start to open up some things and he'll release the funds that I needed. That's all right. Somebody get that on the way home. But we, you got to understand that we are masked up. But God wants to release the funds. So they recognize him. And I wonder, is the recognition a problem because people are looking for the church to sing them? They're looking for the church to preach to them. They're looking for the church to have nice, pretty walls and robes and all those things. But in reality, they just want to know that there are some people who are connected to God that will give them hope. So after they recognized him, they did something. When they recognized him, they ran to him. See, when you recognize Christ, you ought to be able to run to something. You know, you ought to say, wait a minute, that's what I've been looking for. Let me go and see. We, we run to things that when we recognize them. the things we want to do, we run to them. We get excited about them. There are people that are excited because Lollapalooza is coming to Chicago. 
Okay, I know y'all scared to say amen. That, 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 don't mean, that don't mean that you're a heathen. It just means that this is a big event and people are excited. People are excited because we had an auto show the other day and, and it's still ongoing. There are things that when they open up your favorite restaurant, you were excited to go back and eat for real. You were tired of the Uber Eats guy. There were different things that excited you and you ran to them. And so when these people recognize Jesus, they ran to him. And so the question is, if people aren't running to Jesus, it's maybe because they have not recognized him. Or maybe those that really know Jesus don't have the same zeal that they had in year one. You know, 13 years is a long time. I'm a little tired. You know, I, I, at first it was fresh. It was fun. It was exciting. But it's, it's been 13 years. Maybe I'm tired of running. Maybe it's time for somebody else to run. Not only did they run, but they ran from all the different regions. They were excited. I was blessed yesterday to ride by a, a, a church facility giving away food. And the long lines meant that people ran to get the items that they were going to be uh, afforded to have. There was a need, but yet they were willing to do it. They were standing in line because they were hungry. And I wonder if the church got hungrier, maybe we would run to Jesus. They recognized and then they ran. But not only did they run, they began to carry all the, those that were sick to wherever he was. Somehow or another, the word had got out. Uh, it, it was it was beyond Instagram. It was beyond Twitter or Facebook. Somehow the words uh, the words of other people, the testimonies of other people, of the ones who had gotten healed, the ones who ate that meal, maybe the disciples that were saved while they were in the storm. The word got out, and so they said that if this guy is healing people, maybe I need to go get my sick ones and bring them to the person that I know can heal them. Maybe I need to stop calling the police and call on. Jesus. Maybe I need to stop calling social service agencies and call on Jesus. Maybe I need to stop complaining about them on social media and take them straight to Jesus. They gathered their sick people and they brought them to Jesus. What a, what a blessing it is to know those who were well or reasonably well thought enough of the sick to bring them to Jesus. See, what often happens is those who are well, hey, I'm good. You know, I'll catch you later. Good luck for you. I'm, I got to finish this ride. I got to finish this run. But those who really care will make sure that those who are not well will get the same wellness that you got. The same God that healed you. The same God that delivered you. The same God that provides for you. You need to share it with those who are not well. So they gathered them. And they carried him to Jesus. And I love this. It says, wherever he was. That means that uh, they, they were not in love with a building. They were more concerned about the body. They, they were not here collecting members. They were making disciples. They, they, were, they were more concerned not uh, with just gathering and catching people. But they wanted to get new converts. And so they brought those people to Jesus wherever he was. And wherever they entered into the villages, the cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and they begged him. When was the last time we have pleaded with Jesus for healing? 
I, and I don't, I don't mean these, uh, I, don't, I don't mean these uh, things on, on social media where people are being passive aggressive, talking about ain't nobody doing nothing. I'm talking about when was there a real pleading for people to be healed? When was the last time we entered into grief with someone who lost their loved one? When was the last time we really mourned and lamented on those who have been trapped in gunfire and violence in our city? When have we taken time to really pray for healing for this land? These folks were laid before Jesus and they, were, they begged him to heal. Maybe, maybe, maybe the older folks used to say it this way. Please, sir, have mercy. I, I know. Okay, I ain't got no old school Baptist here. That, that's what we used to say. That's my mom and them used to say. Please, sir, have mercy. You mean a prayer could be on your lips. You may not know all of it. It don't have to be no fancy prayer. But sometimes it's like, Lord, have mercy. Please, your servant needs you. Lord, please have mercy on me. Have mercy on this land. They begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment. So once they recognized him and once they ran to him, then they had to make sure that they reached for him. See, sometimes you, you got to put in some effort if you're trying to get a healing. Just like if, you, if you're trying to get a job, you have to fill out the application. And I, and I know it's not the same. They don't have the paper applications and, and, and you can't go to the office no more. But, it, but at least log on and give them something. You know, just put, just put something down. You got to reach for it. Because they realize if I could just touch him. If, if, I, if I could lay hands on him, and, and, and if, 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 if God knew that I was reaching, what a blessing that would be. What, what a blessing it would be that God would be in the very presence of me, knowing that I need a touch, and yet he gets close enough, and somehow or another, I put my hands in my pocket. I put my hands behind my back. You better keep on reaching if you're really trying to get healed. They said that they might just touch the hem of his garment. They would be made well. And as many as touched him were made well. This is the part that can be interesting. Because oftentimes, people can recognize Christ. And, and they will run to him. And, and sometimes they'll even reach for him. But the question is, Will you run for him? That means will you spend your life running for Jesus, being a servant of the Lord? Running for him does not mean that you're running for yourself, but you're running for generations behind you. And somehow or another, the church has gotten a reputation of worshiping on Sunday and disappearing into the next Sunday. Not, not here. No, I'm not talking about here. No, I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about the people down the street, around the corner, in another neighborhood. You know, because it, I, I want to make sure it's a family atmosphere. I don't want nobody rolling their eyes at me. I don't want nobody slashing my tires. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying, I think the church sometimes has gotten comfortable. And, and maybe that's what Pastor uh, Swanson was describing to me uh, I, I, 
maybe I'm just a little impatient with all the rhetoric. I, I, I even say, I, I'm not going to argue with people who are absent. Sometimes you got to know who's in your team. If we're going to ride, let's ride. If we're going to run, let's run. If we're going to be the church, let's be the church. Sometimes all this rhetoric, that means that there's one less child that we haven't handed a book to. There's one less senior that we haven't loved on. There's one less family that we haven't shown the love of Christ. We already know what to do. It has never changed. This is not a New Year's resolution that we have to go back every year and seek. He already told us to go into the highways and the byways and compel men to come unto him. And so, church, that's where my frustration comes in when it seems like after all this healing. And boy, what a blessing it is to wake up with a roof over your head. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank God that he blesses us. I, I, I have not in my entire life woken up without a roof over my head. Thank God that there's food to eat in the refrigerator. Now, there have been some days where it wasn't a lot of food, but there's been something. I mean, think about it, y'all. Matter of fact, some of y'all, the fridge is so full, you open it up and you stare at it for minutes because you got options. Man, do, do, I, do I eat these pancakes for dinner? Because I could. I could eat the leftovers. I could make some. We got all kind of options because we got a lot of food. Somebody was late today because you wasn't sure which T-shirt to put on. Because when you open your closet, there was just clothes everywhere. You got clothes that you got you gonna wear this summer. You take them out of the bin after the fall, and you put them on the shelf. And then when fall comes, you do the same thing, and that same shirt goes back and forth. And it's been a, it's probably been three years since you wore that shirt, but yet somehow or another somebody's walking around here naked. There are people who can go to their garages and have to decide which car to drive. Yeah. Just hold with me. I'm, I'm getting somewhere. We can decide which car. So what I'm saying is God has blessed us over and over again, and we've taken these things for granted. And I wonder sometimes, for those who have been blessed, instead of getting lackadaisical, instead of getting complacent, it should fuel us and get us excited to say, let me go out and help somebody else. Maybe in Kid City, there are a lot of kids who wish there was a Kid City, but they're living in hell. They're living in environments with different uncles. They're living in environments with drugs and, and alcohol. They're living in environments where people are handing them guns. And so those are the people that need the believers who've already been healed, who've already got a touch of Jesus. They need us. This city needs healing. But a city can only be healed when those who have already been healed are willing to initiate the healing. Jesus invites you to his miracle. When he told the disciples, 
you give them something to eat, do you realize for all eternity, because of their obedience to his command, we're forever reading and understanding and thanking God for that miracle. What would Chicago look like in 50, 100, or 200 years? Because Newcom and Glorious Light Church and West Point Baptist and Bright Star all decided that we were going to be the healing that this city needs. There are journalists, there are professionals who will be able to document it, that it all started when these four pastors got together. And it all started when these four churches came and said, enough is enough. When all the healed people went out and gathered the sick and brought them to Jesus. If this city needs a healing, it can only take place when those who have been healed will go out and initiate that healing. I thank God for you, Newcom. I thank God for you, Glorious Light Church. Because in our own way, we've done our best. And we're going to keep on working. Let's realize that the healing is within us. And we hear this body, we eyes closed. Father, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you. And Lord, I pray this special prayer for those who are here, the believers who are here. Lord, that they, you will allow them to commit to your work. The enemy has deluded us into thinking that we are not capable. We are not able. That our efforts are in vain. But as I look out in this sanctuary, ah, this beautiful parking lot sanctuary, I see LSC members, I see elected officials, I see teachers, I see servants passing out books, passing out clothes, feeding the hungry, hugging and loving our community. And though we Lord, we need each person to ask God to free your schedule. Free your opportunities and open doors for you that you may be part of this healing process. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. And because we have the hope that we have, we look forward to a brighter day. Lord, let today be that day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.